Philippians chapter 4, and we'll start here in verse 4. This is important because where faith for healing is concerned, there'll always be a fight for your attention. There'll always be a fight for your attention. And uh, I've learned something over the years that whatever grabs your attention and holds it is what will win. And this, this is important because uh, very often what happens, what you'll find is that uh, people quit turning their attention to a greater truth. And we'll, we'll get into that more as we move forward. But uh, our feelings, our thoughts, what can be seen, they're all trying to divert my attention. All of it. Uh, ever, ever what it may be. Uh, if uh, you're dealing with a situation in your own life or you're dealing with a situation in someone else's life, whatever it may be, the, the thoughts, the feelings, they're all trying to divert my attention. And here in Philippians chapter 4, Beginning in verse 4, the Apostle Paul makes this statement. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Then he said, let your conversation be known to all men. The Lord's at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now these are very familiar passages. Uh, if, if you've been, especially in churches of our persuasion, for any length of time, you've heard it. But let's look at some things. He says, be careful for nothing. The Weiss Bible says, stop worrying about even one thing. Stop worrying about even one thing. Now, again, that can be used for a full, as a fulcrum on people. It can be used heavy-handedly. Uh, but the, re the reality of it is, the Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit, says, stop worrying about even one thing. That's the first step. Stop worrying about even one thing. Well, what is worry? Putting your attention on the wrong thing. All right? So worry is my attention has been diverted by something. All right? The Berkeley translation says, entertain no worry. So we have the Weiss Bible says, stop worrying. And then the other translation says, don't even entertain it. All right. Uh, I'll give you a couple more translations. The Doddridge translation says, in the meantime, whatever necessities or whatever oppressions may arise, be anxious about nothing. Notice those phrases, whatever necessities, whatever oppressions, be anxious about nothing. And, and that really stuck, stuck out to me, whatever they are, don't be anxious. All right, because that anxiousness is grabbing my attention toward the wrong thing. Hallelujah. The, uh, the hardwood translation says, do, do not suffer your minds to be corroded with anxious cares about anything. Don't suffer your mind to be corroded with anything, with anxious cares about anything. And so right there we can say, well, yeah, that's talking about worry. No, 
that's talking about turning your attention to a greater truth. All right? Because he uses this, these phrases, stop worrying, entertain no worry. Those are choices I have to make. I, I have to stop worrying. I have to make the decision not to entertain worry. All right? The walk of faith is daily. And that's, 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 we wrote the book, Every Day is a Faith Day. And so the walk of faith is daily. And part of the walk of faith is this refusing to worry. Now, remember that refusing to worry is not denial. I can know full well what I'm dealing with and refuse to worry. Right? Ever how bad it is, I don't have to worry. I mean, think, think about this. In reality, think about this. If ev I don't know about everybody watching. I'm, I'm pretty certain about everybody here. I know almost everybody here fairly well. So I believe everybody here is born again. So think about this. What's, what's the end result that the enemy tries to bring with any sickness, anything that you go through? You might die. Wow, and you go to heaven. I mean, what is there to worry about? Nothing. Zero. You understand? And, 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 and now, obviously, we want to live out our time on the earth. But my point is, the end result is he wants you to think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. I'm not going to make it. Right? If, if, if a person dies and they're born again, they're going to heaven. Immediately, they're in the presence of Jesus. And you won't think for one millisecond about this world. You won't think about the home you left, about the people you left, about what you didn't get to do. You won't give a thought to the fact that you never got to go to Hawaii for a vacation. It'll never cross your mind because you're with Jesus. But what does the enemy try to do? Make you worry. Well, if something happens to you, what's... What's this person going to do? What's that person going to do? And, and here's what happens. People hinder their healing by, in reality, worrying about things that have nothing to do with their healing. Nothing to do with it. Amen. When I, 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 uh, I, I told you the, the, the story several times about the, the, the issue that I faced physically back around 2010, 12, somewhere around there, and uh, uh, one of the things that the enemy kept trying to bring up to me was that how, and now this is how, what he said, how my death from what I was facing was going to affect other people that I had preached to. Well, that person's going to see that it didn't work for you and it's going to destroy them. Well, that was his attempt to get me worrying about something to erode my faith. Well, see, I had to answer that. I had to say, well, number, it's not going to hurt his faith because I'm not going to die. Right? I mean, that's the ultimate answer. I'm not going to die. But, but I know something. The reason I'm not worried is regardless. If I leave this earth, the other side of that's glory. Oh, hallelujah. So he says, stop worrying, entertain no worry. All right, don't even entertain it. And then he goes on and says, 
but in everything, by prayer and supplication. And then he uses these two words, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. So he says, be careful for nothing, but in everything. So we have, don't worry about one thing, but in every one of those things, here's how you respond. By prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. One translation says, in everything that occurs, in every condition, and on every occasion, let your petitions be made known and breathed out before God in humble prayer and fervent supplication to be still mingled with thanksgiving. As there is always room for praise and always occasion for it, even in circumstances of greatest affliction and distress. So he says, be thankful because there's always room for praise. See, spiritual activity is so important because when you're facing challenges, you've got to turn yourself to spiritual activity. You've got to turn yourself to the greater truth. Amen. Do you see this? And he says, what you need to do when you're in these challenging circumstances is that you need to pray. Notice what he says. He says, in everything by prayer and supplication, definite request. So you're praying and you're making definite requests. All right, so that could be you're approaching God and you're telling God you're making a definite request for your healing. Lord, I need my heart healed. I need this cancer eradicated out of my body. I need this to happen. I need my eyes healed. I need my ears healed. Whatever it may be, I'm making a definite request with thanksgiving. All right? And, and, and the Doddridge says there's always room for praise and always an occasion for it. Well... <clears throat> thanksgiving and praise are spiritual activity. That, that's, that's why, and I have to be careful with this because I'm, uh, uh, I, I don't want you to misunderstand me, but that's why when you see somebody that's facing something and they're always grumpy and cantankerous, they're not in faith. They're not in faith. Because that's not faith. And, and if they are in faith, they have no strength with it. Because he says there needs to be thanksgiving and praise. That's spiritual activity. I was, I was talking with a person one time, and I said, what you need to do is go find you someplace to praise God and rejoice. Because you've got to turn your attention to the greater truth. And when you're praising God and rejoicing... You're, you're turning your attention to the answer and not to the circumstance. Hallelujah. So when we're facing a physical challenge, we have to focus on spiritual activity. That's what your focus is on. You have to turn your attention to the greater truth, which is obviously that I'm healed. 
And when I begin to praise God and I begin to worship God and I begin to thank God, I'm thanking Him for something. You don't thank anybody for something you don't have. Now there will be people who say, well, I can, I can be thankful for something I don't have yet. No, you can't. You cannot. Well, I'm thankful for what's coming. You're thankful for what's coming. Why is it coming? Because you got it. You bought it. You paid for it, whatever it may be. Amen. Well, I don't see it yet. Yeah, but you're thankful because you have it. That's, that's turning my attention to a greater truth. I'm thankful for the greater thing. Hallelujah. So he says, don't worry. Then he says, let your request be made known to God by prayer and definite request, and then enter into thanksgiving. Lord, this is what I'm asking for, now I'm thanking you for it. I'm praising you for it. I'm glorifying you for it in the name of Jesus. I'm rejoicing because it's mine. I have it. It belongs to me. I receive it. It's mine now. Amen. Glory to God. So he said, one translation says, thank him for what you have. Well, religion will go, yeah, you know, you may not be healed, but thank him for what you do have. Well, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Nothing. It's just the reality of it. Right? It, do, it doesn't matter if you got $10 million in the bank. If you don't have health to enjoy it, what do you have? Right? Doesn't, right? Doesn't, doesn't matter where you live, who you know, who you are. If you don't have health, you, right? So he said, thank him for what you have. He's not talking about, just, now brother, just be thankful for what you do have. No, he's saying you've, you've made a definite request. Now thank him. For what you have. Why? First John said if we ask anything according to His will, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of Him. So when you ask by definite request, you have it. And the only step after that is thanksgiving. I'm thankful I have it in the name of Jesus. That's, that's turning my attention to the greater truth. Amen. That, that's, that's the greater issue. I've had people say, well, you know, I, I, I don't know what else to do. You know, I, I've done everything I know to do, and I'm believing now. Okay, now be thankful. Amen. I'm not left to the whim of the circumstance. Right? Even when they might shake their hands and say, shake their head and say there's no hope, I'm not left to that. That decision's not final. Because I can make definite requests and be thankful and turn my attention to the greater truth and that thing will change. Amen. Hallelujah. Now it requires effort. It requires being stalwart. It requires being consistent. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. It's not just something you do every now and then. You're thankful. You're, amen. God's helping us more than we know. And, and, and we're thankful about it. And so I'm constantly turning my attention to that spiritual truth. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. As you're thankful, you run condemnation away. See, that's, that's important. Because the enemy will try to condemn you with why are you sick? Why is this hanging on? Why haven't you moved it? Why do you have to have this? 
procedure? Why do you have to do why did you have to take medicine? Well, that's not the issue. That, that's not the issue. The, 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 the issue is what do I believe about the greater truth? And here's what I believe. I'm healed, and I'm thankful that I'm healed. Yeah, but you, you, you had to take that medicine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a healed man taking medicine. Right? I'm a healed man in the hospital. I'm a healed man at the doctor. It, it doesn't matter. The, what I'm trying to get you to see is it's, it's in those, minute, those moments that the battle for healing is lost or won. Because once the enemy diverts your attention to the circumstance, then the door is open for guilt and shame and condemnation. Because then the next thing is, well, if what you believed really worked, you'd be healed. And then it'll be, if you believed what you say you believe. Then, see, the, the enemy is, is greasy. He's greasy. And, and here's what I mean. In, in, in terms of like living right, he'll, he'll, he'll just push somebody to sin and push them to sin and push them to sin and tell them how great it is and tell them how wonderful it is until finally they sin, they miss the mark, and immediately the moment they miss the mark, the same person that pushed them to do it starts condemning them for it. Because his whole bag is to get you into condemnation. Because once he gets you into condemnation, he robs you of your boldness. He robs you of your, 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 uh, 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 your, 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 your standing before God in your own mind. Not in God's mind, but in yours. You won't boldly approach the Father when you're operating in condemnation. Thanksgiving is the greater spiritual truth. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and sometimes you got to answer him like this. You know what? I don't know why it hadn't moved, but I'm thankful it's moving. I'm thankful I'm healed. I don't, I don't know all the answers. And then you need to turn it back on him. You don't even know, stupid. You don't even know. You don't know all the answers. You're so dumb, you're trying to condemn me. And there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You can't condemn me. How can you condemn me? I'm already healed. What do you mean I, I'm not going to be healed? I'm already healed. I'm thanking God for my healing. Dummy. Amen. Now you don't call people that, but you sure call the devil that. Hey, dummy. I've already received my healing. Amen. There are people sitting in here today that the devil tried to tell you you'd never come back to church. You'd never be in service again. You'd never get out of your house again. And here you are. Here you are worshiping God and glorifying God. Dummy, 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 dummy. He tried to condemn you into, into defeat. But what he did was pushed you into thanksgiving. And here you are rejoicing in the greater spiritual truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, because... <laughs> so my job is to be thankful. Definite request with thanksgiving. Oh, hallelujah. See, worry, thanksgiving is spiritual activity. Worry is carnal activity. And here's the thing. Worry is the go-to for the flesh. That's the first thing the flesh wants to do, is worry. And that's why you'll hear people say, well, I mean, everything's going well, but this is what worries me. Well, we got to deal with that, because if it's worrying you, we got a problem. 
All right? The flesh believes there's things you have to worry about. Amen. Now, again, that's not denial. It's real. It's there. But I don't have to worry about it. I got to deal with it. The flesh believes there's things you have to worry about. That's carnal activity. Uh, And and, and I'm not being uh, uh, hard or mean. I'm just saying, that's, that, that is what comes out of the carnal nature. Is what well, I have to worry about this. <laughs> Hallelujah. But thanksgiving is turning my attention to the greater truth. I'm thankful for what God said. I'm not going to worry about it because He said, stop worrying about even one thing. Well, there... If I'm told to stop doing something, there has to be a power principle behind that. There has to be a reason I was told to stop. All right? Well, why is it? Because the Lord said it to me this way one time. He said, when you carry care and you worry, it's it's like putting a, a doorstop in the door. He said, when you carry care and you worry... You hold the door open for everything else the devil wants to bring into your life. Because I'm I'm worried. But when I refuse to worry, the door stays shut. I got to refuse the care. Right? I mean, I want to help you, but think about this. People will say, well, you know, I talked to the doctor and he said, uh, we're beyond natural hope. Well, okay. Don't worry. Be thankful. Because that means now you're reliant on the God who cannot fail. Right? I mean, that's the reality of it. I'm turning to the greater spiritual truth. And but see, the enemy will use those words to try to divert your attention. And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll, that'll become the topic of your conversation. That the doctor said there's nothing they can do. The doctor said there's no hope. Well, I mean, it's a reality they said that. But what am I thankful for? I've got to turn to the greater spiritual truth, the greater truth, which is I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. See, I'm not worried about not being healed because I'm already healed. You can't worry about not being something that you are. I'm not worried about not being saved. I am. Right? I have have not woken up any morning ever since I've been born again concerned about am I going to hell. I'm not. Why? I'm saved. Now, I'm saved even though during my time of being born again, there's been days I probably didn't act saved. I know y'all never dealt with that. But nonetheless, there's been incidents where I didn't look saved. Hallelujah. But I was still saved. Right? Had to turn my attention to the greater truth. 
I'm saved regardless of how bad a day I have had. I'm saved regardless, right? If I start going down that road, because here will be the enemy. Well, if you were saved, you wouldn't have acted that way. If you were saved, you wouldn't have done this. If you were really born again, you would, if you'd really changed, your attitude wouldn't be that way. Well, he's trying to divert your attention from what you are. Because you'll, 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 you'll get out of that spiritual vein. That's why we spent all those weeks talking about we're already healed. I was healed 2,000 years ago. So, right? So I keep turning to that greater truth. I am healed. Now the doctor says there's no evidence, that, that doesn't matter. I am. Right? I, I am healed. So notice. Hallelujah. We're commanded not to worry and we're commanded to be thankful. Don't worry. Be thankful. Now that's not a last resort. Well, there's nothing else to do but be thankful. Uh-uh. He says that this is how you live your life. In a constant state of thanksgiving. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Period. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. If, I, if I'm in, in faith, I'm rejoicing, I'm giving thanks, and I'm being glad. See, that's, that's, I'm saying this a lot, but that's turning my attention to the greater truth. Amen. And you know, and, and, and the doctor can, can look and say, boy, you're really sick. And, and here's what people will do. They'll go, well, I, I don't receive that. Well, receive it or not, you are. I mean, based on what they see, you're very sick. Now, I don't have to receive that in the sense of that's what I am, but i got to deal with the reality of the truth of the diagnoses. How do I do that? I begin to rejoice for the truth that I'm healed. Do you see where people miss it with faith? Well, the doctor said I was very sick, and I told him I wasn't sick. Well, you just lied. Because the reality of it is, if they put a thermometer in your mouth, and it's 104 degrees, it's 104 degrees. There's no getting around that. You have a temperature of 104 degrees. I don't receive that. Well, you might die. I, I have to take the reality of the report, and make it submit to a greater reality. The greater reality is I'm healed. Now, Father, you see the temperature. You see the 104 temperature. You see the high blood pressure. You see the report that the doctor gave me. Now, right now, through my thanksgiving, I choose to submit all of this natural truth to a greater truth, which is I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. And then, and then I'm able to navigate everything that the natural says. I'm able to navigate it because I'm, I'm at peace because I've submitted it to a greater spiritual truth. That's so important. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? 
Hallelujah. We don't have fevers. I've had people say, we don't have fevers. They said he has a fever. We don't have fevers. They got a fever. That's why the Bible tells you in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that, that inflammation and extreme burning and fevers are under the curse of the law. Why? So if I'm dealing with that, I can take that and submit it to the greater truth. The fever's there, the burning is there, but according to the Word of God, Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. So He redeemed me from fevers. So Father, I thank You. I submit that to the greater truth. I'm redeemed from fevers. Amen. Do you see that? And people spend so much time sometimes trying to make sure that, that people understand that they don't believe they have it. Listen, faith is personal. I don't care what you think about my faith. I'm not trying to please you with my faith. I'm, I'm exercising my faith to walk in all that God wants me to walk in. You understand? I'm not saying things just so people will hear it. I'm saying it because I need to hear it. I'm being thankful because I need to be thankful. If you never see me rejoicing, I'm rejoicing because he said in everything, give thanks. Spend less time trying to convince other people you're in faith and just be in faith. Don't worry about it. Amen. Glory to God. I've had people talk to me before. What do you think about that? Think that guy's in faith. You know, he went to the doctor. Well, dear Lord, what, there's no difference taking your body to the doctor than there is taking your car to the mechanic. If you hear a noise in your car, you take it to the mechanic. You don't just go, I don't receive that noise. I curse you, you noise. You don't do that. You go down to the mechanic and you have no qualms about it. You don't get under condemnation because you know the mechanic can check it out and fix it. So why do people get convicted going to the doctor? Because they think faith is not going to the doctor. And they think faith is not taking medicine. And they think faith is not, is, is, is not going to the doctor, so I can't get a bad report. And if I don't get a bad report, that's just one less thing i got to overcome. You weren't in faith in the first place. Faith is not intimidated by the report. Faith is not intimidated by the circumstance. This is so important. Because there, there are things that could be simple and easy. Look, can I share a, a testimony with you? We got a, a dear uh, uh, family in the Kansas location, Steve and Marilyn Pitnick. And Steve got born again probably, oh my goodness, 20 plus years ago. in the Bible study I was doing in uh, the Johnson County Adult Detention Center. And him and his wife got remarried. Uh, she didn't want anything to do with him because he had just, destroyed their life through addiction and uh, she wasn't going to uh, uh, get back with him and anyway she saw the change in his life and, and they got remarried. Well here uh, some time ago she began to have knee pain and she went to the doctor and, and the doctor told her you know that, that, that basically there was, there was uh, bone on bone and, and all these different things and it was a situation. The Lord had healed her husband. He's the one that, that, they, that the cartilage was replaced in his knees. All right? Well, you know, people say, then why didn't God replace the cartilage in her knees? I don't know. When you get to heaven, you can ask Him. The secret things belong to God. I don't know. 
I don't, I don't try to figure it out. But here's what I do know. They talked to me about getting this procedure done on her knees. And we agreed that that procedure would go simple and easy. The knee replacement. That, that procedure will go simple and easy. It will be as flawless surgery. Everything will go perfect. See, that's, that's, that's where we could get into agreement about. See, we're submitting that to a greater truth. There are people that would condemn themselves. I didn't want this knee replacement. And, and you know what? Chances are it won't work. Because you're going to go into that with all this guilt and shame and condemnation and you're submitting to a spiritual truth, but it's not the greater spiritual truth. Amen. I got the testimony Sunday. They were back in church. She had not been in church for a few weeks because of recovery. I got the report Sunday. He was talking to me and he said, here's what the doctor said. The doctor said this was the simplest and easiest and smoothest surgery I've ever done. That's what we agreed for. And then she went in for her six weeks checkup and here's what the doctor said. He said, you are farther along than any patient I've ever had, older or younger than you. He said, you're six months ahead of all of them. Amen. He said, what'd she do? Ran around the building. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, now here's what people will say. Well, you know, things like that aren't God's best. Pain-free is not God's best. No pain is not God's best. Oh, it is God's best. Hallelujah. I would like to see God replace every bit of hardware in anybody's body. I would love to see that happen. Be, right? Because that's how God created us. But if they can put something in my body to take the pain away and make my life like it should be, why do I have a problem with that? Why do I have a problem with that? See, i got to submit to the greater spiritual truth. Because here's what the enemy will do. You, you'll be pain-free, and he'll condemn you that you had a procedure done. I don't have any pain. Who cares? I mean, I can see. Who cares if I had surgery? Yeah, but I'm, you know, I just believe that, that I don't have to do that. Well, okay, if you're believing, then we'll see the results. I'm not saying you're not believing. But what I'm saying, what, remember what Paul said? He said, I don't know why I'm down this road, but I'm here, so I'm staying. Remember what Paul said? He said, if you have faith, have it to yourself. When we went through the pandemic, I never, I never saw so many self-righteous, sanctimonious, condemning Christians that I saw condemning people for wearing masks, condemning people for wearing gloves. I tell you, I'm wearing them masks. Bless God. Well, my Lord. I don't care if you, I don't care if you still wear three of them. Four sets of gloves. What's that mean? Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you don't believe God. Amen. When I go up, when I go up to the hospital, I got to wear a mask. And I don't mind. What I'm trying to explain to you is you can't submit to the greater truth if your thoughts about the thing is wrong. 
Amen. Think, think about that. The end result. Is the end result what God wanted? Is it fixed? Is there no pain? Are you able to do what you need to do? Is your, is your quality of life better? That was the result God wanted. And while, and while you're walking through that, then you're building your faith. And maybe next time you don't have to have a procedure. But if you do, you do. The Lord will help you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. This is so important. Because here's what people, people try to make faith this thing that it's, it's, it's like an abracadabra. I'm in faith. Abracadabra. Boom. And everything's just perfect. That's not faith. There's a stand to faith. There's a fight to faith. And I've, I've got to be honest about where my faith is is what I'm trying to explain to you today with all that we're talking about is when you begin to add thanksgiving you're now turning towards the greater truth see I went through all I said people get hung up on I had to go to the doctor you need to be thankful be thankful the doctor found it be thankful the doctor can help you I mean, isn't healing what God wants? So if the doctor can help you get better, wouldn't that be what God wants? Hallelujah. And, and I'll tell you, I heard, a, I heard a, a man I listened to about finances one time, and a person called into his show and asked him advice on a certain thing, and he said, I wouldn't do it. And they were arguing with him. And finally he said, look, I have a net worth of hundreds of millions of dollars. And I have none of that in my portfolios. So that's what I'm saying. I say that to say this. I've been living by faith for going on 30 years of my existence. And I learned way back then not to get into guilt and condemnation and don't think that faith is not going to the doctor, not taking medicine. Don't think that's faith. It'll mess you up. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've learned that. And I've told people, not you guys, but I've, I've told people face to face. I said, I'll put my faith up against yours any day. Let's compare what I do by faith and what you do by faith. Isn't that what James said? He said, you say you have faith? Show me your faith by your works. I'll show you my works by my faith. I mean, that's, that's, that's any area. So what I'm trying to explain to you is when people want to make out that if you're in faith, you know, you'll never have a procedure, you'll never have this, you'll never have that, that's just not right. What you've got to do, regardless of what you're facing, is submit to the greater spiritual truth. All right? Amen. Well, that was worth coming for right there. <laughs> Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. It, notice what it says. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything 
give thanks. The Weiss translation says, Always be rejoicing, pray unceasingly, in everything be giving thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, what we have to be careful of and what sometimes can become uh, just common knowledge to us is he says, whatever place you find yourself, the will of God is to give thanks. Not for it, in it. Notice what it says. It doesn't say for everything, give thanks. You don't give thanks to God for something that's not of God. But in the middle of it, I give God thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? Because that's the will of God. So, so no, if, if I'm dealing with something in my family, or I'm dealing with something in my own life, I, I ask God, I make my definite request, Father, thank you for healing my child, thank you for healing my wife, whatever the case may be, thank you for healing me. And from then on, the will of God now is thanksgiving. Why? Because I've made my definite request. Amen. If, if I went to Sister Pat here and I said, and I asked her, I said, Sister Pat, would you give me $500? And she said, yes, I will. I'll go home and I'll get it and I'll bring it back to you. You know what I'm going to say? Thank you. And if she's standing out in the foyer knowing me, I'm liable to see her before she leaves and say, thank you. Thank you for helping me. What? Have I made my request? Did she say yes? What's left? Thanksgiving. That's the will of God. God never says no. Never says no. The Bible says if you go to Him with anything concerning His will, He'll do it. He never says no. Right? So if He never says no, what's the only thing left to do? Be thankful. See, I'm submitting to the greater truth. The, right? Here's what, what does religion say? Some of y'all were raised in this church like I was. And religion says there's three answers to prayer. Yes, no, and wait. Well, out of all three of those, only one of them is an answer to prayer. Yes. If you say no, you didn't answer my prayer. If you say wait, you didn't answer my prayer. The only way you answer my prayer is if you say yes. Right? So, so <laughs> if I've made my request, he doesn't say no. He says yes. Only thing left is the thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And that's, and that's where... And, and this can sound oversimplified, but that's where many people miss it with their healing. And, and, and you can call it being moved by what they feel or whatever. The desire of the flesh is to see something. Right? When the nobleman came to Jesus and said, uh, My son is sick. Come and heal him. And remember what Jesus said? He said, You won't believe unless you see something. Is that right? And remember what the man said? He said, Lord, come down. Uh, 
so my child won't die. In other words, what he's saying is, look, I don't need to see anything. I just need you to come to my house so my child don't die. Well, see, Jesus located him. Remember what he said? He said, go your way, your son lives. Is that right? And the man went home, took him a day to get home. He got home the next day, and they said, your son's better. He said, when did he start getting better? Yesterday at 1 o'clock. And it says he remembered that at 1 o'clock, Jesus said, go your way, your son is healed. So what did that man have to do? He had to go all day and all night on the word that Jesus gave him. You go your way, and your son is healed. You understand? So you, you, the Bible says you are healed. That's God's answer. When you go and you say, Lord, thank you for healing me. Or Lord, I need this healed in my body. He goes, done. Go your way. You're healed. Amen. I don't know who talked to that man. I don't know if he talked to anybody. The Bible doesn't tell us. But just as human nature is, there might have been people who talked to him. How's your son doing? Well, Jesus said, go your way. He's healed. Amen. Don't let the devil pull you over into the arena of always trying to talk to you about what you think and how you feel. Keep him in the arena of what God said. Settle the issue. God said I'm healed. Jesus said I'm healed. Woo, glory. What are you thanking God about? I'm healed, devil. Oh, glory to God. Well, you don't look healed. Well, you need glasses. You just can't see good. I'm healed. Amen. You need to tell him, you ain't been right. You hadn't been right since Jesus cast you out of heaven. When you hit the ground, something went wrong. You got, you got addled. Amen. Like my, like my grandmother and others used to say, they'd see somebody and they'd say, that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. That's, that's what I say about the devil all the time. That boy ain't right. He hit the ground so hard. Theologians say he hit the ground so hard it tilted the earth on its axis. He hadn't been right since. So think about this though. So why would I pay attention to what he has to say? I don't judge the word of God through what the devil said about it. He went all day and all night on that one word. Go your way, your son lives. Thanksgiving. In everything, give thanks. See? Ah. The being thankful is the will of God. That's turning your attention to the greater truth. So what I'm facing is natural truth. It's a natural truth. Amen. I remember one time there was a lady in the church, and uh, she was having some trouble. She was having uh, difficulty with her equilibrium. She was having different difficulties, and, 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 and it was like darkness was just trying to encroach on her, on her sight and... And uh, she went to the doctor, and the, they, they ran all the scans. I don't know all the scans that they run, but I, it involved a CT scan of her, of her brain. And they brought the paper, and the doctor pulled her in and, and showed her. He said, this is your brain. And he said, you see all these gray streaks in your brain? She said, yes. He said, that's multiple sclerosis. And he said, it's incurable. Nothing that, that we can do. Nothing that we can do. The, uh, this lady was a, had been a teacher all of her life. I mean, right? You, I, I got teachers in here. I mean, it's important for a teacher to be able to have clarity of thinking. 
right? And, and, and she was on my staff. And I didn't know, I, I didn't know all of this. I was praying. I believe it was on a Sunday night, maybe Friday night or a Sunday night. But I was praying for people. She came up for prayer. And when I, when I began to pray for her, the Lord said through me that that darkness was going to end. Laid hands on her. The power of God came on her. And she went out into the power and she got up. I didn't know everything that was going on. I didn't know till she went to the doctor and came back. She went to the doctor and said, I want another scan. The doctor complied. They put the two scans up. The one scan of her brain with all the gray streaks in it and the scan after prayer, totally clear. And the doctor said, I don't know how to explain it, but you don't have MS anymore. All right? Now, here's here's what I'm trying to... That was a natural truth. Right? Right? Had she been like a lot of people that think faith is something different than it is, she would have sat in her chair while that healing anointing was flowing and not come up and received anything. I was, I was preaching in uh, Excelsior Springs, Missouri one night. And uh, uh, I, as I was ministering, a couple came in the door. Uh, I didn't know them uh, uh, because I, 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 they were either new to that church or I just didn't know them. But they came in, young man and his wife, and they came over and sat down to the left of me while I was ministering. And while I was ministering, the Lord just had me go up to this young man and look at him and say, Brother, I don't know what this means, but the Lord says, the shaking stops now. Oh, him and his wife just begin to weep, and the pastor began to weep, and people getting shot. I didn't know what it was. I just went on with my message. After, after the service, I was, I was told that they, they came up to me weeping, and said that he had been diagnosed with muscular dystrophy and that it had started causing tremors in his body. It was advancing. And the Lord said, the shaking stops today, now, tonight. He was instantly healed of muscular dystrophy. Instantly healed. Now, here's here's my point. That muscular dystrophy was a natural truth. You couldn't deny the tremors. It was there. But there was a greater truth. And I have to choose to turn towards that truth. Amen. One way I do that is through my thanksgiving. I'm thankful, Lord. Amen. Pastor Michelle, i got to be careful with this. Y'all got ten more minutes? You do because we don't have to be done until 1130. <laughs> she was uh, on a, a, a certain television program not too long ago. And they had a, 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 a person, let me say it this way, they had a person on there. And, uh, uh, of course, all the speakers were meeting in the green room. And, and, and one of the <coughs> common things is, you know, if, if the speakers are meeting and, and you know, they, they all have a book, they exchange books and these different things. And so they exchanged books and this lady gave her a book and it was about her cancer journey. Cancer journey. And in the front of that book, she began to talk about how she thanked God for her cancer. And that her cancer had taught her so much. And Pastor Michelle uh, was reading that book in the airport, and I said, well, what did you do with that book? And she said, "Uh, (laughs) I got rid of it. 
Well, why? Now, 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 of course, we're word of faith people and we think, well, cancer doesn't work anything good. There are numerous multitudes of people that think it does. If you think sickness is working for you, you will not submit to the greater truth. The greater truth is God doesn't want anybody sick. I've even heard people say, yeah, my faith increased because of that disease. No, your faith didn't increase because of that disease. Your faith only increased because you got in the Word. Because that's how faith comes. Notice, and, and I'm not trying to be harsh, but hear me. The Bible doesn't say faith comes through having cancer. Or faith comes through being sick. It says faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Why is that? You turn to the greater truth. The greater truth about everybody in here is you're healed. If nobody's ever told you, let me tell you, you're healed. And then what do you do? Every time you think about it, you thank God. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. But it don't look any better. I don't move any better. Yeah, but you're healed. And healed people will eventually look better and move better. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you understand that? Glory to God. You know, the older I get, the more handsome I think older people are. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Remember when you used to be real young, you think, well, dear God, them old people, just, you know, 40 years old, you think they were old. You know, the older you get, the younger everybody else gets, and, and the people you thought were old aren't so old. You're submitting to a greater truth. Amen. This is important. You're healed. Why am I healed? Because Jesus said I was. Now, now think about this. This can be elementary. Uh, David Ingalls had a song about being healed by the stripes of Jesus. And, he, and in the song it says, 1 Peter 2.24 says, I, I was, and if I was, then I am. I am healed. I am whole from the top of my head to my soul to the tips of my toes. Amen. Well, that, that always stuck with me. And that's what you got to say. If I was, then I am. You, now, this is not good English or proper English, but hear me when I say it. You can't be was something that you're not. I was married September 30th. I still am. Right? I was born again. You fill in the date. You still are. You were healed. Fill in the date. You still are. If, if you've never put a date to it, then you put today's date on it. It was the 13th today. December 13th, 2022, I was healed. And that's, and that's what you bring the devil back to. Nope, I received my healing. I don't know if I ever told you this part of the story. The Lord healed me. And uh, I'd walked down to the community that we lived in. I walked down to the, to the mailboxes. And I got our mail out of the mailbox. And I was coming back to our, our home. And uh, 
I still go by it. Every time I'm in Kansas, I go by there and remind the devil where he lost. And, 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 and I stepped off the curb and took about two steps. And the Lord said to me, he said, now turn around and tell that spirit that's been trying to badger you to cease in its activity against you. And I did. And I felt every bit of that little oppression of that sickness just go. And it was that night the Lord gave me Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. This affliction will not arise again the second time. And he said, ever, when you ever you deal with any symptoms or any feelings, that's what you quote. This affliction will not arise again the second time. Amen. Well, here's, here's my point. I still remember the day. I still remember what I was wearing. And I go to, I, I, I let the devil know that. Not because I'm sick. I want to remind him of how defeated he is. Amen. If I'm there and he's battling my mind about something, it can be financial. I'll drive over to that community and stop right there in the parking lot and say, see that? See that spot right there, devil? On that day, you lost. And then I remind him, you are a loser and you will always be a loser. You're, see, do you hear what I'm trying to say? People will go through a sickness and they'll talk about they don't want to lose the fight. You're not going to lose the fight. The devil already lost the fight. Sickness has already lost its ability to overcome you. you got to submit to the greater truth. Do, do you understand that? Now, let me try to finish. i got, I got three minutes. Romans 6 says this. It says sin shall not have dominion over you. Now think about this for a moment. Sin was something you couldn't do anything about. But I read it today in Romans chapter 7. The Apostle Paul was talking about uh, 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 when he was not born again, how that he had no power to live right. Because every time he tried to live right, he'd come up against the law and find out he had no power to live right in his sinful nature. But then he said, who will deliver me from this body of death? Watch, Jesus Christ. And then Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, the, the two first words there is, all right, that's not in the original, that's in italics, it's not in the original translation. So in the original translation it says, I thank God through Jesus Christ my Lord. And then it says, now no condemnation. I thank God through Jesus Christ my Lord, now no condemnation. Now here's what I'm trying to say. There was nothing I could do about that. But through Christ, I gained the victory. Amen. When, when, it, when it comes to our healing... We submit to that greater truth, I am healed. You want to know how to defeat the devil when it comes to condemnation? I'm saved. I'm righteous. There's nothing you can do about that. Right? And it's the same way with whatever you're dealing with. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm already healed. I'm not going to be healed. I am Healed. And you keep submitting to that greater truth. This is what I am. Amen. 
Romans 15, 13, you, don't, you can write that down. You don't have to go there. But the Amplified Bible says, May the God of your hope so fill you with joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing with hope. So notice, it says if you have all joy and peace in believing, you'll be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. I can't get thankful and joyful and not get hope. Amen. So Paul said that the result of thanksgiving was peace, and here he adds another component, joy. Joy and peace. You remember Nehemiah 8.10. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, that word joy means gladness. Rejoicing. So, so now think about this for a moment. Let me try to break this down for just a moment. In the natural, just in the natural, we're not talking about the spiritual component, just in the natural, if you were diagnosed with a threatening disease and you went back to the doctor and in the natural, just in the natural, he said, it's gone. You don't have it anymore. Here's my question. Would you be glad? Just in the natural, would you be glad? Well, think about this. Are you healed because there's evidence of it in the natural or are you healed because the Bible says you're healed? The Bible says I'm healed. So what should I be if I'm healed? Glad. I should be glad. Hallelujah. I should be rejoicing. What are you rejoicing about? My healing? I'm so healed. I'm so healed. Healed people call me healed. I'm so strong. Strong people call me strong. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm rejoicing. I'm healed. Your neighbors say, what are you doing? Shouting all over the driveway. I'm healed. Did you know I was healed? I'm healed. Amen. I'm rejoicing. See, he says joy is strength. And that word strength, it means defense or stronghold or rock. So joy, gladness, rejoicing is my defense. It's my stronghold. It's my rock. Amen. See, joy is turning your attention to greater truth. I'm joyful. Yeah, but they said this about so-and-so. Yeah, but I'm joyful they're healed. I'm rejoicing that they're healed in the name of Jesus. I'm rejoicing with you that your procedure is going to go perfect. I'm rejoicing with you that you're going to have the exact outcome that the doctor says you're going to have. I'm rejoicing in the name of Jesus. Amen. So keep the joy level full. Now here's something I want to share with you before we go. My part is to answer the attack, not stop the attack. This is something that I think sometimes people miss. <coughs> I can't stop the devil from launching an attack, but I can answer it. I was praying with the praise team in, in Kansas here this past Sunday, and our drummer there, uh, Brother Kevin Cairo, the Lord already uh, helped him with a cancer fight, and uh, uh, he was talking to me about, he said, I'm so glad I came to this church because I learned to answer things. And he said, uh, 
uh, there was something that we were believing God for, and he said, the devil kept trying to hammer me that it's not going to happen, you're not going to get the money, it's not going to happen. And he said, I learned to answer that. And he said, Pastor, do you know it came in long before it was due? The money showed up long before the bill was due. What did he do? He submitted to a greater truth. Every time you rejoice, you're submitting to a greater truth. Why are you rejoicing? I'm healed. See, I'm submitting to the greater truth. What's the greater truth? I'm healed. I'm healed. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I know what it's like in myself. I know what it's like to look at a child, and it doesn't look like they're getting any better, and the fever's not going down, and the things aren't improving. Well, what do you do? Rejoice. Rejoice and dance and shout. Amen. Yeah, but nothing's changing. Oh, yes, it is, because I'm submitting to the greater truth. Amen. Now, let me, let me finish with this, these two things. Great faith is great learning. Great faith is great learning. Because here's the thing, faith is uncomplicated. It's just, my mother was in a church preaching Sunday night. And I was talking to her on the way to church Sunday morning, last Sunday night. Not this past Sunday night, two Sunday nights ago. And she said, uh, there was a couple in that church that the man had been diagnosed with cancer to this extent. That the doctor said, I want you to set all your affairs in order. And you need to get all of your businesses in order. And here's what he said, good bedside manner or not. He said, you're going to die. That's just the result of this. You are not going to live through this. There's nothing we can do. All right? Well, that's a bad diagnosis. Right? And she said, I was ministering uh, Sunday night, and she said, I saw them come in the back door, and she said, when they came in, it was evident something had happened. Something had changed. And she said, uh, at the end of the service, they had the man stand up and testify, and his testimony was this, that he had went to the doctor, and the doctor came back in, literally with his head in his hands, saying, I don't know what to tell you. I can't find it. I don't understand, but I can't find it. And the man just looked at him in, in simplicity and said, well, I can tell you why you can't find it. God took it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to see. And so the, the, she was talking to the wife after that, and the wife said, and my mom, my mom, yeah, my mom, my mom was talking to her about what changed. And the lady said, watch, have you ever heard of a guy named Andrew Womack? Right? And my mother said, of course I have. She said, now watch, this is how important this is. She said, a friend of ours gave us some of his material. Now, here's the thing. Very often, we live so insulated, we think that what we're hearing today is everywhere. And it's not. Somebody outside their church, they go to a good church with good people, and the man was dying. And somebody from outside had to get them the information, and you know what it was? That you're already healed. You already have it. What did he do when he read that book, heard that message? He was diagnosed with a terminal disease. Set your house in order. Get your business affairs in order. The doctor said, you have to die. There's no way around this. 
Did he have that report? But he heard the report that I'm already healed. He submitted this report to the greater truth. And what happened? The doctor couldn't find what was there just weeks previous. See, it's, it's, my faith is not just in the report. It's, it's, it's this. If I will submit myself to the greater truth, I will have the same results. And, and here's the thing. This is somebody that didn't sit under the Word every week. They didn't have the Word of faith preached to them every week and every month and every year. They got a, they got a hold of it at the point of death and in short order, what they believe healed them. Glory to God. So you plant yourself in faith and then you rest and you rejoice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why, Miss Gloria, everything, everything's going to go simple and easy. You're going to go smooth and simple. Hallelujah. And you're going to be better. It's going to take 10 years off your life. I believe God. Amen. Father, thank you for every person here today. Thank you for every person watching. Lord, I just feel a little stirred up in my spirit. Oh, and I thank you. I thank you for every person here. Lord, I just rejoice for every person here that they're healed. Lord, I just rejoice. I just praise you. I just glorify you. I magnify you, Lord. I glorify you. Thank you for healing them. Thank you for setting them free. Thank you for delivering them. Lord, I worship you. Thank you for healing my daughter. Thank you for healing my family. Thank you for healing my wife. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing Miss Pat. Thank you for healing Miss Gloria. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing Pam. Thank you for healing Stephanie. Thank you for healing Pastor Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you for healing us. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we glorify you. Thank you. Thank you for healing Sister Carrie. Thank you for healing her body. Thank you for manifesting yourself in her life. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. That's the exclamation point. That's the period. Amen. Now it's all done but the manifestation. Mm. Isn't God good? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you ever need anybody to rejoice with you, just knock on my door. I'll shout the walls down with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know what it's like not to have anybody to rejoice with you. I'll always rejoice with you. Why? Because I know you're healed. I know you're well. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Well, we'll be back tomorrow with another great message. Amen. Back next Tuesday as well. So join us if you can. Till then, keep the switch faith turned on. Build your